Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. We have a fun episode for you today. It is with Aaron Gold and Ro Revito of the Bad Guys and B-Sides podcast, which I did an episode of that is dropping tomorrow. You know Aaron Gold. He's a friend of the show, has been on, well, it was before the pandemic that he was on. Had a really great talk. Uh, he co-started the really great show at the Magnet called You Are Not Alone. And Ro Revito is someone I met at the Magnet. They are super funny. And I had a really great time chatting with them this time. But let me tell you a little bit more about Bad Guys and B-Sides. You can listen to that wherever you get podcasts. And we have links in the description for you to easily find it. But I did the episode. It's coming out tomorrow. So that is Wednesday. That episode will be available, so be sure to check that out. I talk to these two about how they started that podcast, what it's all about, and we also have a lot of fun chatting about some other things. Let's get right to it. Here's my chat with Aaron and Ro. Thanks so much for being here. Aaron, thanks for coming back, and Ro, thanks for joining us for the first time. Yes, we did it. Yay. We're, we're, we've, we've made it. Full circle, <laughs> baby. <laughs> or first circle for Roe. Yes. Aaron is a longtime friend of the podcast. He was on before the pandemic. Oh, we were also young. We were. We were babies then. <laughs> and now look at us. We're the before <laughs> old times. Yeah. <laughs> before the pandemic, we were babies. Now we're dead. <laughs> at least uh, my soul is. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> we're starting off on such a positive note. I'm still a baby, just a very <laughs> tired one. <laughs> very, very tired baby. Baby one now. So we had a guest swap idea, and you two are on a different podcast called Bad Guys at B-Sides. And I got to be on it, had a super fun time, and we will talk a little bit more about what that is. But that episode's coming out on the 17th. Yes. So, yeah, tomorrow everyone will be able to listen to my episode of Bad Guys and B-Sides, and I'm excited for people to hear that. And it's the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> you are also our first guest. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Before we talk about Bad Guys and B-Sides, let's, let's talk about where you've been, what you've been up to, Aaron. Oh, I moved to Brooklyn. Yeah, you were way up there in Harlem. I was, and, uh, like... My I, angel I, of Harlem. Uh, aw. <laughs> yeah, you too. <laughs> I got, what I what got, white uh, people tale? Uh, <laughs> uh, this is you 2s performance at the Apollo that I have uh, sitting around. <laughs> <right. laughs> nice. <laughs> God, I bet that was a great show. I haven't actually watched it yet. I need to. I need to watch it. It was a one night only thing. The only performance I've ever seen at the Apollo was uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, nice. Uh, Conan O'Brien for me. So we're oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a special. I saw like some jazz festival. There was like a jazz thing going on there. And we were like, hey, let's go. Yeah, jazz at the Apollo. But it ended up being like Nordic singers what? doing what? whatever. It wasn't like jazz. Like if you think of Apollo and jazz, you're thinking of like Dizzy Gillespie type. Yeah, yeah. you're thinking yeah. jazz. Think of Miles Davis, you know, John Coltrane. That is not what it was. <laughs> it was like, you know, Swedish singers scatting or something. It was like, what, what is this? Sven <laughs> Torbjorn and the Beboppers. <laughs> you don't know what you were listening to, but you're pretty sure it awakened a demon. <laughs> but what have you been up to you had a fun a couple of fun commercials I since have. you were on the podcast yeah you can currently see me getting pelted in the crotch with paper towels <laughs> and buried up to my knee in them for box i'm recording a voiceover gig for i don't know if i can say what it is but it does have the name bimbo in it Okay, uh, and right. it is not as salacious as it seems. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> well, my uh, my live show is going great. Uh, you are not alone in uplifting show about depression. Yeah. It's how many years now? Coming on eight. Yeah, awesome. It's one of the best shows happening at the Magnet. I said it before. I'll say it again and again. It's a great show. Thank you very much. And Roe was nodding also, but it's an audio medium, so <laughs> just know that Roe agreed with Jason. I, I was nodding respectfully. I didn't want to interrupt. Mm, mm. Okay, I got you, though. The last show I saw Roe was in did a fantastic job. And Roe, how long have you been doing improv? Um, How long have I been doing improv? Um, Mid-2014 or mid-2015, something like mm -hmm. that? Since then, uh, where did you where all did you study? Are you from the New York area? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was I was, first took classes at UCB and I went through UCB and then um, I had like a, a team there, at, but the, or a, a group of people there I had an indie team with. But then like just things in my life priorities shifted and stuff, and I kind of stopped doing it for a mm -hmm. little while. And then when I started doing it again, I went to Magnet and I went through Magnet and everything and. Yeah, and I, I'm on an Armory house team right now. You're on a few Armory shows, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for improv specifically, it's at the house team, but then I'm also in, um, I'm on the cast for Shot for Shot, the thing that Armory does. It's a, like a, a, a movie uh, drinking oh, cool. game thing. <laughs> okay, now explain this. A movie drinking game improv show. Yeah, we do uh we do script reads um of of movies and uh play a drinking game with the audience with the the script um and um we pretty heavily improvise you know do do bits and stuff. Um, <laughs> what is the sort of thing that would spur on taking a shot or a sip? Um there are so there's different rules for every script, except for we have like house rules that are in every script, which are uh, every time drink every time there's misogyny. Great. Drink okay. every time someone gets a sick burn in. Nice. Um, <laughs> the people are getting real drunk at these shows. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I have Aaron Sorkin including, movies get people, tired. including the cast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, including okay, yeah. yeah. 
That's gonna be a fun chest. So those uh, are armory shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, the last the last show the the last shot for shot show I did we did we did Dogma and I was Silent Bob and so that's good uh, casting because I didn't have any lines really uh, I just drank most of the time um, and got very drunk uh, <laughs> which fits and- that fits with the character <laughs> yes um, although I I did uh, bring the show to a grinding halt to um do uh Silent Bob's very long chasing Amy monologue. Oh nice. <laughs> of... Nice. Did you That's have that memorized? No, I didn't have it memorized. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I there, there were parts of it that I knew, but I had to read it. I couldn't remember the whole thing. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that was the first time he had Silent Bob speak, right? Yes. Uh, no, he he's he has like at least one line in every movie. Uh, Clerks. Was, oh, does um, he? Oh, I didn't realize he did speak in Clerks. Yeah, it was. He says, uh, "I don't know how I forgot." You know, mo- most women will cheat on you, but not all of them will bring you pasta or something like that. Um, <laughs> okay, I don't know why I thought maybe it's just because it's a long monologue and chasing Amy. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only it's the only one where he essentially has dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, strike back. He has the where he's trying to explain that the um, the sign on the, the back monkey, of the yeah. bus mm-hmm. says "Creatures of Hollywood." I'm getting yeah. this quote wrong, but also, who gives a fuck? I'm 34. Gosh, I need to see some Kevin Smith movies again because nah, you don't. It's fine. <laughs> I'm intrigued by Clerks Three. Yeah, I'm. In- I'm interested. I started to watch the Jane Silent Bob reboot and could not mm. get too far into it. Oh, okay. That was the one I haven't seen. Yeah. I, it, it's not worth it. I mean, no. also my yes. attention span has shrank so much. Uh, yeah. But with, the, with social media and so much content on millennials, streaming apps, <laughs> right? <TikTok. laughs> it's, it's hard to uh, have. A uh, uh, good long attention span these yeah. days for anybody. Yeah, unless I'm playing a video game, I don't. It's so hard for me to even like start a new TV show. I <laughs> don't know how I got uh, uh, our flag means death in. I truly do not know. <laughs> um, I haven't seen that one either. But that's good, not a Kevin Smith. I, I love that show. It was fantastic. Oh, that was a show, not a movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, mm. But still, not a Kevin Smith movie. No. And <laughs> very different. <laughs> still very different. No, uh, is it? <laughs> Give Kevin Smith uh, some boats. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, I, I do like a, a Kevin Smith movie, but is he a figure where we like him more than we necessarily like the body of work that he's done? I think, I think so. Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, I haven't rewatched it in a couple years, but as far as I remember, Dogma is still great. Yes, that was a oh. solid one. Oh no! Oh no! I, I still it's, love the Buddy Jesus stuff. Yeah, like the it, it. There's definitely like good aspects of it, but like, mm-hmm. so I I like I was like a Kevin Smith fanatic, like in mm-hmm. high school, like crazy mm-hmm. huge fan. You can actually see little baby 18-year-old me in my uh, movies uniform in uh, the sold out A Three Evening with Kevin Smith uh, <laughs> yeah. 
a- asking him a question. Um, oh, you but, asked him a question in something? Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's in that and in, in a three evening with Kevin Smith. Oh, mm-hmm. what question did you ask? I wonder if I, I asked, can easily find this club for, I, <laughs> for the YouTube. I asked him why uh, Jason Mewes calls him moves. Okay. Um, as long as yeah. you weren't the guy who said, uh, uh, why do people keep giving you money to make movies? <laughs> that was at Comic-Con, and that was fucking great. Because funny. he destroyed that guy <laughs> so beautifully. He really did. He pretended he didn't hear him the first time. <laughs> That's. I think that is why it's like, I love Kevin Smith so much. Because... Yeah. You know, he's, he goes, oh, what did you say? And then the guy changed it because he chickened out. And the audience said, no, that's not what he said. Because <laughs> was like, no, I heard him the first time. I just wanted to see it. The guest is hating it. Um, I, such a I'll, funny moment. I, I fucking, yeah, I, I love Kevin Smith. I think he's a great guy. But you, you, you have to remember this is a man who regularly cries watching The Flash. So... <laughs> First couple of seasons of Flash, pretty solid. Pretty solid. Last couple of seasons of Flash, at least they got Grant Gustin. You know, didn't they? Didn't they, they got some a, good actors in there? Somebody showed me a clip of a recent The Flash uh, episode, and they had a lightsaber battle. Yeah, I actually just saw, I'm catching up on that show, and I just saw that episode, and I saw about the lightsaber battle, and I was like, this is out of nowhere. Yeah, they didn't build up to. It's just like all of a sudden, Godspeed can just make a lightsaber bolt because he can run so fast. Makes sense. Makes sense. That's science. That tracks. And it was like two seconds of them being like, wait, what? He can do that? And then Barry's just like, well, so can I. We never established you could do this. I never (laughs) finished the season, but I remember the last awesome thing that the Flash had was uh, the bad guy, DeVroe. Or DeVoe. Oh, yes, I know. And his talking. whole thing was just being so smart. And like his yeah. wife comes in the room and he just goes, because I'm smart. And she goes, what? And he goes, fine, let's take the long way. And then they have this whole conversation. And at the very end, she's like, well, how do you, how could you figure? He goes, because I'm smart. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, that's. That's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> that actor was really good yeah. in that role and really sold that stuff. He was the second best big bad on that show. Who was Obviously, first? the first one is Reverse Flash. Yeah. Uh, uh, Do they as, still have Tom Cavanaugh? They they had him played. He was the Reverse Flash in that lightsaber battle. It doesn't make sense that it's him at this point because of some things that were established in previous episodes. But hey. We love Tom Cavanaugh, so he, he he gets to come back as him. When I was working at Toys R Us and FAO Schwartz, uh, I was Captain America there. Oh, yeah? And, like, just a lot of, like, oh, little girl, can I get a high five? Uh, <laughs> and Tom Cavanaugh came in one day. What? And I, and I, like, entertained his kid or something, and then Tom Cavanaugh pulled me He's aside. He's got, like, four. <laughs> well, this was one of them. Uh, and Tom Cavanaugh pulled me aside and was like, you're an actor? I'm like, yeah. He goes, he writes down his email and says, shoot me an email when you have your materials together. You blatantly, you're good. I'm going to get you on something. If you see me on something that you could do. Uh, 
and like that makes me love him so much more than I already did. It was pretty fucking classy. Uh, like less than a year later, I got my materials together and emailed, and I never heard back. But well, still really cool for him to do. It was cool to offer. Who yeah. knows what was going on? I don't want to assume he was like, uh, this guy. But yeah, um, it was a that was a cool offer. I loved him on Ed. Yes, so, I grew up watching Ed. Me too. I that show. I, I love that show so much. I hate that it's not on a streaming service. I think it is. Uh, if it if it is now, then I'm going to go out of my way to watch all of it. Um, I love. Wasn't it an NBC show? Wouldn't it be on? Uh, it was Worldwide Pants was the producer of it though, oh. and so NBC never made it, and, and Worldwide Pants never put it on DVD inexplicably because it has all these stars in it yeah <laughs> so it's julie, like, bowen, some, julie bowen michael jennifer goodwin michael ian black yes yeah it's like all these people it's not even everybody yeah i mean there are a ton of people who are who are on there what did they have the they had like a ten dollar bet running gag on that show Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, justin long was on there he, he's fantastic ro have you had an encounter with Ed? Anyone other than like Tom Cavanaugh or uh, did, did Kevin Smith say, Hey, uh, here's my email. That was a yeah, good did question. Kevin Smith say, no, you got the goods. Let me did. know when I do clerks five. <laughs> Let him know when he does clerks five. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, Kevin, you're doing clerks three right now. So <laughs> two more. <laughs> um, to any celebrity interactions. I don't think so. Yeah, no, I, had, I don't have any run-ins. I had a nice interaction with Doug Jones. He plays Pan and Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he plays the oh. Silver Surfer. He's, he's, he's done so much work. He's really so, skinny, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> yeah, super yeah. skinny. Uh, Shape of Water Fish Man? Yeah. Yeah, I think he might. If, listen, if Guillermo del Toro directed it, then Doug Jones is in it. and um i was putting silly videos on myspace and somehow doug jones came across it and this was last year no no no, this is like back in the day uh it was myspace yeah and well jason still uses myspace because it's the best way to keep in touch with dane cook that's (laughs) (laughs) i'm the one who introduced him to his uh (laughs) when she when she was Underage. No, I did not do that. I would never introduce a 45-year-old to an (laughs) 18-year-old. Oh, what a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) No, but on MySpace, I had posted some some video that was just like doing, it's essentially what people do on TikTok now. It's just like goofing around. And Doug Jones came across them and watched a few and was like, hey, you're really funny, and True. you've got uh, got something, and I really appreciated him saying that. It was a nice, uh, nice boost. Tom Cavanaugh, yes. reach back out. Yeah, we know you're listening. <laughs> I'll find some way to get Tom Cavanaugh to listen to this. You know, who, uh, uh, you know which celebrity I feel like it, it's got to be probably the chillest person that you just really want to hang out with. Uh, uh, Snoop Dogg. You know the two celebrities that would be like just the chillest person that you'd really want to hang out with? Uh, <laughs> James Gunn. Yeah, I could see that. 
I bet James Gunn's fucking awesome. He's pretty straightforward and and just funny yeah. on uh, on social media and just like when he whenever people are like freaking out about something, he's always just like, guys, it's fine, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> this is all that's going on. He'll just say something funny in the comic room. Yeah, I, I like James Gunn a lot. I was crammed into a uh, into a subway car with uh, Oliver Platt once, and he looked very miserable to be there. <laughs> mm, I bet. I, I've uh, seen yeah. Michael Sarah like four times, uh, yeah. but every time he just has this look that says, please don't talk to me. <laughs> and, you know, you got to respect that. Yeah. 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 Uh, he doesn't. He strikes me as such a low key yeah. um, introvert that he probably does not enjoy being in such famous things that beloved things that people would want to uh, say hey to him on the street. Yeah, yeah. especially because scary. I imagine more recently he's probably getting stuff like, hey, you were great as the Riddler and other shit like that. <laughs> and stuff. He's like, I wasn't. All right. <laughs> you were the bomb in Phantoms. It's <laughs> a Kevin Smith reference. Yeah, I yep, got you. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's Remember... one of my favorite jokes of uh, one of my <laughs> that one <laughs> i remember walking with a friend uh like a couple years ago and like someone was walking this dog and we just like stared at this tiny little dog and then after they passed we we realized oh shit that was louis ck oh interesting and like post all the shit like <laughs> right. we know who louis is now Mm-hmm. But well, I was it's like, good you were looking at the dog the whole time because otherwise, if you looked up, you would have seen him masturbating. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also like, oh, that's a good strategy for him to have such an eye-catching dog, oh, so that yeah. people won't notice it's him. <laughs> that, I bet that is exactly why he has yeah. an eye-catching dog, <laughs> so people will leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Their wife was a teacher and happened to teach. At his daughter's school. Oh, boy. And t- maybe taught one of his daughters. This was before all the stuff came out. Oh, okay. And the t- the teacher saw him, and, the- and this guy does uh, comedy. And so when his wife saw him, it's like, oh, my husband does comedy. And he was very much like, I'm just here for my daughter. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, I don't-, I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> Which I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kind of respect that. Because it really is about the kid and not the creep who happens to be your father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, well, he guess... didn't want to do that right then because he was busy masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, it's eventually when I'm done, it'll be about my daughter. <laughs> but right now, it's about <laughs> the eyeballing you and not talking about comedy. <laughs> well, you all do bad guys and b-sides let's explain the premise here it is an improv podcast but it is a dungeons and dragons game right on the show i was on it was not a dungeons and dragons game but it was a turn-based game that we played right yeah uh on the episode you were on we did our first one-off and we played a game of honey heist where uh you are People trying to steal from HoneyCon, the great convention about honey, and also you're all bears. <laughs> yeah, it was a delightful premise. <laughs> I was very on board. 
Very fun game. Uh, but yeah, generally we're playing Dungeons and Dragons very mm-hmm. loosely, just kind of using it to <laughs> inspire the story and tell uh, the tale of this band that goes on tour and then gets sucked into a magical musical world. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty good time. Ro and I play siblings. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm the guitarist to Ro's bassist. Oh, awesome. And I'm also the sorcerer to Rose Warlock. I'm again nodding so as to not <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you come up with this premise? So uh, Harry, who is the, the show's DM, mm-hmm. and uh, had come up to me and a couple others about wanting to do a show uh, that was an actual play podcast. And we went through a few iterations and a couple different casts. Uh, Ro, I think you were on since the beginning. Were you there mm-hmm. for like the Rick and Morty one? Yeah, yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, we, it's it started off as a, a Rick and Morty thing, and like we did that for a little while, and then like, um, yeah, you know, we recorded everything, but we didn't put anything out, and then like, uh, it was, it it was clear that like putting it in the Rick and Morty universe wasn't working. So uh, we were like, you know, let's brainstorm some ideas. And we had labored back a bunch of ideas. I was champing hard for, for one, but then Roe just comes out with, Hey, what if we were a band on tour? And we were all (laughs) like, yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm, That's the game. mm -hmm. That's it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah rick and morty one is a fun idea but why did that not work out just because it's such a wild show like what what is the reason that didn't quite work because rick and morty is a very cynical universe mm. and so because of that it felt like there were never there was never any um stakes for any character because there was no real oh, like, yeah. there was no real investment in any decision you were making because it was kind of like uh well like every you know everything's fucked anyway it's like what does it matter this is like you know <laughs> yeah and, it's kind of yeah. like solar yeah. opposites too to a certain degree i mean it's i think they do a really good job with the stakes on that show because there is so much about it with like well the pupa and the <laughs> and we have to like fix the ship and, and there's there's at least that both shows are hysterical but uh <laughs> i see what you mean about rick and morty being maybe a little too cynical to do improv with like the 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 show like rick and morty itself like does have that very nice like um message of like you know nothing has meaning so you know you get to ascribe you know whatever meaning you want to things like you get to decide you know what's important and who matters and stuff and like you know that's a great thing but it 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 uh, on on a shorter arc it doesn't really translate you know in a D &D. Yeah. Like it it, 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 definitely could over a longer period of time, but like you know, it works for uh, a game, not so much a show. Right, I can see that. So then, bad guys and B sides was born out of that. <laughs> and how many people rotate through the show, or how many people are on every episode? So the cast is is six, and the we started we recorded the first couple episodes of the first season, and then we're in talks with Spotify to uh bring it to there but that got stalled so we stalled for a while and then when we started recording again life had changed a lot for for 
the group and eventually mm-hmm. a few members uh, basically had too much life going on. Mm-hmm. And so then we replaced them and now have a new band uh, uh, starting with our, our season two or as we're calling it album two. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's, I feel like we've hit something really, really magical with this group. It's just a lot of fun. Everyone's just so friggin' on. And it's pretty blatant from listening how much we just really like being around each other. Yeah, okay. All right. I was just about to say for the listeners, Ro was not nodding, but then nodded right there, right? Right as I was about to say that. You know, and you know, since it's a band, it makes sense that people would leave the band and new people would join the band because that's very common to real life. <laughs> Yeah, if you've ever tried to plan anything with more than two people, who boy, do you get it. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I mean, there are very few bands who have all their original members. I thought you were going to um, end the, se- the sentence at that. Like, there are very few bands. <laughs> there are very few bands. Mm-hmm. The end. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually just like, what bands hmm, have all their original members? You know, like... U2 has the original members that are like the four people in the first album or the four people who are on the album they made 40 years later. But that's not true for Rolling Stones. That's not even true for like Death Cab for Cutie, a much younger band. What about Green Day? Sure, yes, yeah. They've been the same. They've been the same. You know, but Aerosmith lost a few people. But they Metallica. were the same for a while. Yeah, Metallica lost people. I think the E Street is, band had like didn't lose anybody until Clarence passed away. I think that's right. They had yeah. they had additions. There were like people more people came in, but Right, right. Yeah, it's uh it's interesting when it's like, oh, this band that started when they were so young, like with you two, they were in high school <laughs> like technically. Remember when Panic at the Disco wasn't just Brendan? <laughs> is that the case that it was like it's just him now? I think so. I think it, there was like four of them, and then slowly, yeah. nope. <laughs> it's like Mute Man. It's like it's, it's like it, it just got down to being basically Paul Meany, <laughs> it seems. But then the band ended, so. A Mute Math ended? Basically, yeah. It was a very, there wasn't a huge send-off. It was just like a slow, long, okay, we're, we're kind of closing the door. Typical is still one of my favorite music videos ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that band. It's one of my favorites. Love them. So, well, Bad Guys and B-Sides, such a fun premise. What is the idea behind the name? I'm guessing the Bad Guys part is a Dungeons and Dragons reference, and the B-Side part is a music reference. But uh, is that it? Rose yeah. nodding. Aaron Got is nodding. one. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's the same number of syllables as Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, yeah. Uh, originally, I was going hard in the paint for Bungeons and B-Sides, but that was <laughs> voted down unilaterally. <laughs> you just wanted the alliteration? Yeah. yeah. And we got yeah, it yeah. still. We got there. <laughs> so you're in your second season mm. uh, at this point with the band, and or, or the show, the, the podcast. Any plans to release real music? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> our, our, uh, all, you hear a lot of great music in the 
show that is like mixed so amazingly and that has nothing to do with the six cast members it has everything to do with our amazing editor luke (laughs) to be fair like uh lb and ivy are both great singers they have wonderful voices randy is a is a talented musician he knows how to play multiple things and he harry knows how to play multiple things too yeah Yeah. uh Mm -hmm. yeah randy was on a musical improv team for a Mm -hmm. long time Mm -hmm. um but uh, Aaron and I, not so much. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I, 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 like I, I, I can, I can rhyme fairly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've got a great deep voice, but no control yep. over it. Ah, okay. I can kind yeah. of sing if I'm imitating yeah. uh, someone else's voice. I can rap. Oh yeah, I know that. I can rap, but only if it's Wild Wild West. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and cer- certain versus atmosphere does but that's it yeah i can i could sing along with the the song like anybody's business uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah, I'm, like, I'm so good in the shower you don't even know <laughs> but once i get in front of a crowd it's just gone jesus yeah. <laughs> well that's awesome i i i really if listeners have not heard it i really strongly suggest they check it out it's it's fun and it's with great people it's a fun and inventive idea we have reached the end of the episode it's gotten here too fast we did it quite frankly but we did it yes uh it's time to create something together uh, what's something we could create could what if we were to come up with another idea of a podcast similar to bad guys and b-sides what would it be is that a, a good idea i think so Okay. I think we should take a game that mm-hmm. everybody knows and turn it into a podcast. And okay. my my like the first one that popped in my head is solitaire. <laughs> okay. And how would that work? A game for one. <laughs> I mean How I, do you improvise on that? Uh look. <laughs> Aaron I... pushes us out of the Zoom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, a queen here. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, uh, let's welcome our guest this week, me. <laughs> you know, one thing that could be fun, I don't know if anyone does this, but like Monopoly, it would maybe be long, but it might be kind of fun for people to like play the landlord oh, <laughs> wherever, like, they all get a chance to play the land like, oh, you got to you got to pay rent. Um, <laughs> this is how much it is. You land on landed on Baltic. I feel like it's Clue the would first of the month. Pay up your money. <laughs> <laughs> Clue would be a great one. Yeah, yeah. That, that would work really well, especially like um, if you added sound effects. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Um, I uh, I rewatched um, the the clue movie recently uh still holds up pretty well yeah. still pretty yeah. good movie still great movie yeah oh gosh what a what a, again solid cast oh yeah uh, yeah i miss uh, tim curry all stars yeah and i i now tim curry had a bad stroke right and that's why we oh, don't yeah. see him anymore i often yeah. I, i'm face blind and i often confuse tim curry with alan rickman but i do i do miss Alan Rickman. I, yeah. I miss both of them because they're both great actors. Tim Curry just—he's like I think he's wheelchair bound now. Yeah. Oh, so you know what? Um, uh, what great work? Yes, he has uh, out there for people to check out. 
And Clue being one of the greats of, you know, especially for 80s kids. We love it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so Clue, I do think, is the way to go because there's so much, like, you know, the, the, the turns in that, the accusations of you did it, you did it here. Uh, you could really make a meal out of that, I think, and do a lot of fun improv with it. Especially, like, if somebody uses one of those secret passageways. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would work audio-wise, but ooh, drama. I I would really love to do an improvised mystery. It would be so fun to like get a gr- like group of improvisers together and everybody draws out of a hat and find out like who the like to, to see who the murderer is, and then like um uh you know, and then everybody just to, to, has to try and fit like you know, kind of kind of playing like werewolf, you know, but <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that would be so much fun. Um, uh, I don't know how you would do the dead body, but uh, true, <laughs> especially yeah, for an audio medium, that'd be tough. <laughs> it also wouldn't be fun for an improviser to be like, all right, well, I don't get to play. I, I showed Unless, up for the show, and I and I don't get to play. Unless you get to be a ghost who haunts. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Boo. No. Well, <laughs> You can't use no, that. That's idea. their word. <laughs> <laughs> Only ghosts are allowed. Uh, so what would we call, if we did a clue one, uh, I'm sure we could just call it clue, but what would be a fun name? What, what is a fun bad guys and B-sides version of clue? Clue cast. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so over the plate. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I guess you would have to have clue in it somehow. Um, but but, but murders you and mysteries. Oh, I was gonna yeah. say I was gonna say behind closed doors. Ooh, I do like that. I do like behind closed doors. Behind um, clue eyes. <laughs> Nobody um, knows what it's like. <laughs> To uh, be clue- murdered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clues your own adventure. No. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> um, One yeah, flew over is- a clue clues nest. <laughs> <laughs> I was not I- at that one. <laughs> Thank you for not interrupting. <laughs> I. I. I'm- Sorry, I interrupted with the laugh. <laughs> rude. It was very rude of me. Everyone be um, polite. Save your laughter for after the speaking ends. <laughs> um, and, you know, it, it, you could also do fun live oh. versions of, of a podcast when you do stuff like that, which you guys should do, I think, with Bad Guys and Visa. Uh, I believe in time we will, mm-hmm. but uh, I, did, I did come up with a clue uh, one. Yes. Uh, especially if we followed like the drama and the sadness behind all these characters. Mm-hmm. Clues blues. Ooh, I do like it. I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We did ah! it. Hey. Hey! <laughs> We've got it. Wee! Aaron Rowe, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having us. us. And thank you for being on our podcast. Yeah. Hey, thank you for having me. 
We're all welcome. Thank you for being had. <laughs> Super fun chat. I hope you enjoyed that. And again, you can catch Bad Guys and B-Sides tomorrow. That is when that episode drops. And you can also go to badguysbsides.com. Follow the podcast, their podcast, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Bad Guys B-Sides. Follow Aaron on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Aaron Gold. Follow this podcast that you're currently listening to on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at There It Is Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Jason Far Jokes and on Instagram at Jason Far Picks. Go to ThereItIsPod.com for more info. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr.